Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You are here with me, your host, Elizabeth Benton, for another Q&A episode. In between our longer, more detailed episodes, I like to pop in and touch base with these shorter Q&A episodes where I'm answering your questions. These are not questions that I have made up. These are questions that you have sent to me. These are areas where you're struggling or where you're stuck or where there are things you just don't understand that you need in order to reach your fat loss goals and achieve your highest potential. So keep the questions coming. You can send them to me on primalpotential.com. You can email them to me. You can uh, write them on the Primal Potential Fat Loss Facebook page, but keep them coming because this is stuff that you need and I am committed to giving it to you. Today's question comes from Sarah. And I, oh, Sarah and I were kindred sisters. Here's what her email says. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm really loving your podcast. Thank you, Sarah. And it's helpful to understand the link between food and hormones and really get to understand for the first time why I should eat a certain way. That's very helpful, but I'll be honest. I have great intentions, but sometimes my sweet tooth gets the best of me. How can I tame my crazy sweet tooth? Ah, yes, I hear you, Sarah, the sweet tooth. I used to be a major cookie monster and ice cream junkie. Some people aren't sweet people, but some of us absolutely are. And you are so right. Those cravings for sweets can be pretty overwhelming and they can derail the very best intentions. But fortunately, there is a lot we can do about it. And we're going to start from a high level of some behavioral psychology stuff, and then we're going to break it down into some nitty gritty practical details, implementation strategies that you can start doing today. And this high level stuff you can do as well, but I just want to let you know, hang with me. We are going to get to the kind of nuts and bolts, more practical stuff when you're saying, yeah, but what do I do when I'm sitting there with that cookie and I just have to have it? We'll get there. For a minute, I want you to think about what your cravings are for. Now, you might be thinking, I mean, it could be a million different things, and I get that, but what are the two or three most common things that you crave? What really draws you in? What is it the hardest for you to resist? It's going to be different for all of us. Is it ice cream? That's mine. That's my thing. Everybody knows it. 
Is it the bowl of candy on your coworker's desk? Is it chocolate? Is it Swedish fish? Is it the Oreos in your pantry? I want you to really think for a second, even if you have to pause this, please do. And if you have a journal and you're in a place where you can write it down, make a note of what that is for you. What are your two or three most common cravings? All right. So make a mental note of that or write it down. Now I want you to think about when you most often want it. So we've established what your two or three most common things are. When do you most often experience that urge? Is it when you're grocery shopping and you see it? Is it, is it when you have seen it in sight that your anticipation goes crazy and you just can't get it out of your head? Or is it at a particular time of day? Do you most often want these two or three things after dinner time, right? When the day starts to slow down, maybe you're a little bit bored. Is it most often when you're driving home after work on a stressful day? When do you experience the urge? I want you to really have clearly defined in your head what types of things you want and when you want it. If you can write it down, write it down. If you can't write it down, make a mental note, but do write it down later. So now we know what we crave and when we crave it. I want you to think about, and again, if you need to press pause, press pause, because this is important. I want you to think about what triggers the desire or craving. Is it seeing it, right? When you've stumbled upon it in the grocery store, you open up the pantry and there it is. Or do you naturally start thinking about it when something happens, when you drive by your favorite bakery or after a stressful day or after a fight with your spouse or when your kids have been acting up? Is it always at the mid-afternoon time, that three or four in the afternoon time when your blood sugar is starting to fall after lunch? What triggers that? So we know what we want and when we want it, but what is preceding the urge? Is it an emotion, like it only happens when you're stressed out, or it only happens uh, when you're frustrated, or it only happens um, when you drive a certain route and you go past your favorite ice cream place? Like You need to know what you want, when you want it, and what makes you want it. Now, I understand that there can be a few different triggers, but there are going to be a couple of common ones. I'll give you the example for me. I talk a lot about this in my blog at primalpotential.com, but for me, there are two primary emotions that make me want to turn to food, right? And that trigger specific cravings for specific foods. So this is related to the sweet tooth because this is what triggers my sweet tooth. For me personally, they are loneliness and frustration, And when I start to feel those things, that's when I initially think of the foods. And the foods for me, really there aren't multiple ones. It's almost always ice cream. It's almost always ice cream. That's my thing. But you have to be able to identify what triggers the desire. You should have in your head now or have written in your journal, even if you need to press pause, what food you crave most often, when you crave it, and what triggers the desire. Now I want you to think about, think about the specific food that it is. So for me, that would be ice cream. For you, maybe it's Oreos, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it is. When you think about that food, what do you feel? What do you feel? What emotions do you feel 
when you think about whatever that trigger food is that you've identified, that thing that you crave most often. I'm serious. If you have to press pause, press pause. But I want you to think about when you think about ice cream or when you think about Milano cookies or whatever your thing is, what do you feel? Do you get a little surge of anticipation? Does your mouth start to water a little bit? Do you feel pleasure or excitement? Maybe a little bit of all of those things. Here's what I want everybody to understand. And I've talked about this before, but it's absolutely worth repeating as we consider how to tame our sweet tooth. As humans, we naturally move towards things that bring us pleasure and away from things that bring us pain. This is a natural and often subconscious process. So if you have built up all of these pleasurable, excuse me, associations to whatever it is that you're craving, you are subconsciously always going to choose that unless you have more or stronger pleasure associations towards something else that is opposite that craving. But unfortunately, most of us don't have that. So in the moment of your craving, in that moment when that sweet tooth begins to raise up, right, you have two options. You indulge in whatever you're craving or you resist it because you're choosing something else, like to make progress towards your fat loss goals. And if we had the scales of justice in front of us, right, and on one side, we had to weigh the pleasure of both, uh, of, of giving into your craving, right, or of resisting, where would there be more pleasure? Probably in the item that you're craving, in that ice cream or that cookie or whatever it is. Why? Because we have not yet consciously, by an act of decision, built up enough pleasure around the idea of reaching your goals. Instead, we think of everything that it's going to require or take of us, take from us, take of us, to reach those goals. We have associated really a lot of pain with the achievement of our goals. And that sets us up for failure. That is why so many of us cannot resist cravings or temptations or our sweet tooth. Because when we think about achieving our goals, we subconsciously think of things like restriction, deprivation, hunger, cravings, hard work, effort, time, frustration, whatever else. So in that case, when you imagine the scales of justice in front of you weighing out the pleasure of ice cream or skipping it so you can reach your fat loss goals, there's more pleasure associated with the ice cream. So the ice cream is going to win on a subconscious level before your conscious decision making even has a chance at fighting against you. So here's what I want you to do. Press pause or make a note to do this as soon as you get home, but write down five to 10 amazing, exciting, thrilling things that will result from you reaching your goals. Maybe it's, and these have to be things that you're passionate about, that get you excited, that when you think about them or when you say them out loud, they make you smile. They make you feel good. Maybe it's that you'll be able to run around for hours and have enough energy to keep up with your kids for the first time. Maybe you'll go on a crazy shopping spree and buy new clothes and you're going to be so excited going store to store, being able to fit into everything you try on and everything looks great and you feel sexy. Imagine yourself at your peak health and your optimal body composition and imagine how you'll feel. Imagine how you'll look, how proud you'll be. Build that up in your mind and write those things out. Every single day, go through that visualization. Imagine those things. 
actively build up tons of excitement and anticipation around the achievement of your goals. Listen, it might not feel natural at first, and that's okay. Do it anyway. Over time, it will be easier and easier to resist your cravings because you'll have attached so much more pleasure to the attainment of your goals than to the item that you crave. I'll tell you what, for the first oh gosh, year of my weight loss, it was like me against my willpower. And every day was a battle. And every day it was like, come on, just do it, tough it out, be disciplined, be disciplined. And I'll be honest, it wasn't like the happiest, most pleasurable experience. It was an uphill battle. When I made this switch, when I made this switch to choosing to build up all of this pleasure, so much pleasure around the attainment of my goals, way more pleasure. And I had, listen, I had a lot of pleasure attached to ice cream. I had a lot of pleasure attached to soft baked cookies. You name it. Lots of pleasure there. It took a while, but when I built up so much more pleasure around the attainment of my goals, let me tell you, it got so much easier to make healthy choices. The things that used to tempt me didn't tempt me anymore because they weren't nearly as pleasurable in my mind as the pleasure I would get by moving towards my goals. So, This first part, I mean, if you have to go back to the beginning of this episode and play it over and go through this exercise, do it. It's absolutely non-negotiable if you are serious about reaching your goals. You've got to do it if you want long-term success. You've you've got to. Otherwise, it's always going to be you against your willpower. It's easy to resist the cookie or the ice cream when you're crazy motivated. But listen, we all know that you're going to have moments, days, or weeks where you aren't so motivated. So you have to train your mind so that it allows you to succeed even in the moments when you're not feeling motivated. You've got to do that part. But in the meantime, and not instead of, but while you are building up those pleasurable associations in your mind, let's talk about some practical strategies that you can do to deal with the sweet tooth. Now, let me preface this by saying some of these are what I would call gold star strategies and other silver star strategies. They might not all be the perfect ideal health solution, but they're a heck of a lot better than eating two pints of ice cream. So I want to say it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It is not about perfection. It is about progress. I'm not going to tell you when you want a brownie to go eat an apple. You know, I, I mean, would the apple be a better choice? Sure it would. But we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. And fortunately for all of us, we don't have to be. We do not have to be. You will still get fantastic results without being perfect. So the first thing that I suggest that you get in the habit of doing is waiting a few minutes. When you start to have that craving, when your sweet tooth is really kicking you in the face, wait a few minutes. If my sweet tooth is starting to act up, I personally will wait 30 minutes. And I'm not saying no to myself. I'm just kind of invoking a 30-minute period to chill and see if the desire is still there. Even if you start by just waiting five minutes, that is an awesome beginning. Just go do something else for five minutes. And if the urge is still there after five minutes, then go ahead and have something. No big deal. Another strategy you can try is what I'll call moderate indulgences. Having moderate indulgences on hand so that you can indulge your sweet tooth without blowing your goals. And these will be different for everybody because don't just choose something because I said so. It should be something that you like, something that you love, something that you enjoy, something that really satisfies you, not something that you're like stuffing in your face because you think you're supposed to. So here are some ideas that have worked for me, that have worked for some of my clients that you can give a try to. One would just be a small square of dark chocolate. The great thing about this is you can buy little, you know, one or two ounce pieces of dark chocolate and just have one piece, right? When you start to feel that desire, just have one piece. 
You don't have to eat a whole bar. Don't even buy a whole bar if this is a trigger point for you, right? Don't tempt yourself by having to open up the whole thing and just have a little bit. The other thing, and if this isn't something that resonates with you, don't do it, obviously. But there are some protein bars that are really, really delicious. For me, early on in my journey, I used Quest bars, and I'll link to those in the show notes, to really kind of take the edge off of my cravings. Because there are some that are super, super delicious. And to me, they felt like an indulgence. It was something that I would have every day. I would have it every day when I felt like I wanted something sweet and I still made tremendous progress towards my fat loss goals. Now, that doesn't work for me now uh, because I find that they're a little bit of a trigger and they make me crave more sweet things, but there was about a year of my journey where they were a major go-to resource for me. The other thing you can do is trail mix, right? Um, Get some nuts mixed up with some dark chocolate. Watch out for the dried fruit, though. Those are little sacks of sugar, and they can sneak up on you. So you can do trail mix with some nuts and some dark chocolate. Or you can do a protein pudding. And I know that might sound a little gross to some people. And if it's not your thing, duh, don't do it. Um, You can make your own with a high-quality protein powder. I'll link to a couple options in the show notes. Um, or you can buy, they have these little like snack pack cups of protein pudding that I think are really delicious. Now, are they the gold standard option for like super, super clean eating? No, they're not. But if they help tame your sweet tooth and help you reach your goals, like go for it. Obviously it's better than a pint of ice cream. You can make or buy almond butter cups or sunflower butter cups or cashew butter cups, peanut Butter isn't the way to go, so you know. Don't think I'm talking about Reese's here, but these are naturally healthier, healthier alternatives to like a regular peanut butter cup made with dark chocolate. Uh, they aren't loaded with sugar, and they're using more wholesome fats like almond butter or sunflower butter, or cashew butter, or something like that. You can just keep these little ones in your house, or make some of them and keep them in the freezer, and just have one or two when you really have that craving. What about those times when you just give in, right? Whatever your intense craving is, you find yourself sitting there with it in front of you. One strategy I love, and I learned this from Dr. Jade Tita from Metabolic Effect, he practices the three-bite rule. And I think it's a super effective strategy, but it does take practice. So for me, if I'm sitting there with this you know, huge thing of ice cream that I'm super excited about, just take three bites. Put the rest away or throw the rest away. Enjoy it though. Don't like take three bites while you're watching TV and then all of a sudden it's over and you kind of like missed the experience, right? How many times does that happen? Like, I don't even remember eating it and now it's gone. Be really mindful, be really present. Just take three bites and then be done. I'll tell you, I have done this with trail mix before because that's kind of a trigger for me. Once I have a little, then I want to have a lot. I literally had a handful of it. And then I dumped the rest out my car window while I was driving down the highway. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I didn't litter the bag, just the nuts and the chocolate, fine for the birds. But I literally, as I was driving down the highway, I was hanging the bag upside down out my window because I knew for me, if I kept it in the car, it was going to be more of a temptation than I could handle at that time. So have a few bites and get rid of the rest, right? Then there are healthy indulgences that you can find or make. And these would be things that you can have every single day if you wanted to that won't take you away from your goals. The above things might fall into that category, the things that I just talked about, the small square of dark chocolate or a protein bar, trail mix. You might be able to enjoy that stuff every day and still reach your fat loss goals. And then again, maybe you won't. It's individual. Everybody's body responds differently. 
I like to find sweet treats that can fit easily into my day every day or every other day whenever I'm feeling the urge and still allow me to burn fat. Chia seed pudding is one of those things for me. Baked apples is one of those things for me. Avocado chocolate mousse is one of those things for me. And I will link to some recipes or write them out in the show notes page over at primalpotential.com. There are also healthier versions of your favorite indulgences. Now, these aren't for everyday consumption when your goal is fat loss, or really if your goal is health in general. A brownie is a brownie is a brownie, paleo, primal, or not. And brownies are not everyday foods. Cookies are not everyday foods. Ice cream is not an everyday food, especially when fat loss is your goal. But if you've got to have the cookie or brownie, why not make your own version that is healthier, right? And there are thousands of recipes online. If I am dying for a cookie, I'm much more likely to eat a homemade cookie made from ingredients that I know aren't toxic and ingredients that I know aren't as likely to trigger me to overeat later. Remember that a lot of this processed garbage out there is carefully engineered to make us want more. I now often will make my own ice cream. If I'm gonna enjoy ice cream, which I do once a month or so, I will make my own. I know that it's healthier. I know that it's full of ingredients that are better for me, that aren't going to make me bloated, that aren't going to make me crave more sweet things. And I'll be honest, when you make things with whole food ingredients, I think that they taste better. And a lot of my clients will say the same thing. And then finally, I want to acknowledge that if you have a sweet tooth, you aren't stuck with a sweet tooth. You can, you can pretty easily retrain your taste buds. You can retrain your taste buds. Just because you have a major sweet tooth doesn't mean you always will. And one of the best, most effective ways to curb your sweet tooth is to eliminate sugar, to do a sugar detox, whether it's permanently or whether it's for a short term, uh, just do it. Cut out all the sugar, natural and artificial sugars, fruit, stevia, honey, do it for at least seven days. And that's a minimum because the first four days are going to suck. It's going to be hard. You might even get some withdrawal symptoms like headaches. Um, But at the end, especially if you go for two to three weeks on this sugar detox, your tastes will change. Your tastes will change so much that it'll absolutely be worth the effort. So we've covered a lot of different strategies here. Number one being building up a lot more pleasure towards the achievement of your goals than you currently have associated towards the foods that you really love to indulge in. Then there would be finding ways to build in kind of preemptive eating foods, whether it's a small piece of dark chocolate or a protein bar or some pudding or whatever it is that you can have on the regular that will not take you away from your goals. There's the three bite rule that Dr. Tita talks about, right? Where you can have your indulgence, but just savor three bites and then be done with it and move on. Then, of course, you can make healthier options for those things you really love, whether that's cookies or ice cream or brownies or whatever it is, and retrain your taste buds. Do not just settle in for a life with an out-of-control sweet tooth. Choose whole foods. Cut out the sugars. Take a few weeks away from it altogether and see how dramatically your tastes will change. It is absolutely, absolutely worth the effort. So if you've got questions, I want to know what they are. Get in touch with me. Let me know. I'll answer them here on the show. 
And if you're finding this show helpful, if you're learning something, if it's helping you reach your goals, I would love it if you would share it with a friend and take just 30 seconds to go over to iTunes, search for Primal Potential, and leave a rating and review on the show. That helps iTunes know that this is good information and it will share the show with more iTunes users. And we really want to reach as many people as possible because... You know, weight struggles can be overwhelming. They can be isolating. They cause depression. They take the joy out of our lives. And, you know, I just want to help as many people as possible overcome that struggle. So if you could do that for me, leave a rating and review in iTunes, I would be tremendously, tremendously grateful. So until next time, guys, stay healthy. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.